0: What's going on, my friends? Welcome on out to Behind the Energy Podcast, where we dive into behind the scenes of DJing, entrepreneurship, and all the excitement in between. We got some friends, some cool people joining us, and a lot of fun stories. So without further ado, let's jump into Behind the Energy Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, back with another episode of Behind the Energy Podcast, episode number thirty. And uh, we got the uh, one and only DJ Bangarang in the house right now. Sir. What's
1: up? How you doing, you, bro?
0: You look you look too comfy right now. I feel, listen, <laughs> this couch is like
1: really nice. Like, I bet you guys sleep here, because I would. Like, this is a very comfortable couch. He's
0: got multiple compliments from the couch thus far.
1: This is a very nice couch. <laughs> Bang,
0: welcome, bro. I, I really appreciate you making
1: it. Man, thanks for having me. Right. I listened to you and E Rock's episode and I was like, man, thank you. I hope he invites me on. What what <laughs> a, honestly?
0: So I was I you listened to the episode. I was I was nervous to ask uh ask rock and I was I was nervous to ask you too. Why? We hadn't talked in forever. So it's been like, a minute.
1: It has been a while, but You're like, you're
0: crushing it. Thank you. You're you're doing a lot and and that's intimidating sometimes.
1: I mean, I guess I just don't realize it, but thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Do you do you? I wasn't this Do you uh,
0: find yourself taking a moment to reflect on like the growth that you've had, even just in the past two three years of your DJing, definitely, your career? Definitely. You do. Okay.
1: There was actually recently I was um I was leaving San Diego heading to Boise, and I had a layover in Seattle, but like it was like a two hour flight, but like it was just. I was caught up in the caught up in the moment, in my feelings, whatever. But like I w we were just thirty thousand feet up in the air. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, what am I, what can, are can you I doing? Yeah, like yeah, it? you're chilling. Yeah, but like what what is this? You yeah. know, it's like to actually get paid, you know what I'm saying? And like I'm not ma- I'm not gonna go into any details. I, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. To like do this, you know what I'm saying, it's different. It's different. And it's like, all right.
0: Back to back night, different states. Yeah, I, uh, I okay. So I want to talk more about that. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask that question because that, um, really, really taking the time to reflect and accept the growth and the success mm-hmm. was uh, something that I believe really held back my DJing and also accelerated the recent growth of my DJing. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like we did a a real formal introduction, ladies and gentlemen. This is DJ Bangarang. <laughs> Ryan Chisholm. I got that right. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. you. Uh, uh, Bang! I remember being in high school and uh, seeing flyers and hearing about DJ Bangerang, uh, like at the complex and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I just remember like you causing waves when I was young. Uh-huh. You. E rock and Handsome Hands uh-huh. and lots who were like some of the bigger names that I remember hearing. Definitely uh, Diz, I think, as well. Um, uh-huh. uh, oh gosh, I had a, I had a thought before. Um, I got a few notes to make sure my oh, my uh, my, I nothing but my, time. my my thoughts are organized. But um, Bang has been in the game for a hot minute now. Uh, he has got his um, own show on uh, on air with U ninety two Utah's number one hip hop radio station uh full-time DJ selling out uh and getting booked at all the biggest clubs in Utah uh downstairs, sky, you name it. Yes. Um So yeah, this is this Thank is you. DJ Bangarang, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh seriously, bro, it's 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 really wild and dope to have you here. Um
1: Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, where where do I want to go next? Um, in the episodes I've always done I've always done a little introduction to how we initially met uh-huh. to provide a little bit more context for the listeners, the viewers, uh-huh. um, and uh, really as I was reflecting and kind of planning out some things to talk about, one of the things that came to mind uh, was when U ninety two had that uh, DJ competition uh, right off the freeway, right off the uh-huh. uh, uh, I eighty going you know east west. And it was my first year in college. Uh, I remember just leaving class. I had my backpack. And I wasn't planning on mixing at all. Uh, But uh, I remember sitting there um, uh, just on the side, just kind of being a fly on the wall. And you and No-H were kind of doing some coordinating. And you said, Parker, you should get up there, bro. Give it (laughs) it a go. I'm like, hell no, bro. (laughs) There's so many great DJs in here. I don't have anything prepared. Uh, And... uh, you nudged me again, and uh, I I pulled some tracks out of my <laughs> ass and gave it a go. It was probably this, one of the scariest five minutes of my life. But, but you uh, did it. But you encouraged me to do it, man. Thanks. Seriously, seriously. And um, since then, uh, I've been able to, I mean, this was quite a few years ago now, but since then, I've been able to uh, spend some time and grow with U92, the radio station, um, and one of the other components in that time growing was spending time working with you uh for a couple months Uh i was doing mixes and i'd go to your place or you'd listen to them and you'd give me feedback and you'd mentor me on ways of uh cleaning up or or improving my transitions and my mixing Uh you remember that yeah i I remember when you invited me over your house
1: yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. i do yeah that was my old spot yeah that's Mm -hmm. crazy are you
0: still are you still downtown downtown?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'm a little bit out of downtown now.
0: A little more but, south. Or?
1: Yeah, a little bit more south. Okay. But yeah, that's crazy. you you, you <laughs> open
0: open those doors for me, man. Like that's that had you not encouraged me to do it, I don't know if I'd have much involvement or any involvement. Wow. With with the station, I'm serious.
1: Wow. Yeah. I've never like thought about it like that. That's crazy.
0: I I'm, I'm being dead serious, dude. Yeah. And and okay, Emotional so I have, I have to I have, I have to throw this out there too. So if you're not a DJ, uh, this might not make sense, I'm going to explain it. There's these things called record pools. Uh, it's basically <laughs> like an iTunes or Spotify but designed for DJs. You can get clean, explicit, hype edits, remixes, intros, outros um, and you pay a subscription and you download. Them. I thought those are like dated like from like the, you know uh the 80s or the 90s mm-hmm. were like you just pay a subscription you get some cds sent to your house every month <laughs> i thought they were so out of date and i remember we were doing uh kind of like almost like coaching or whatever consulting with these mixes yeah and the first time you listen to it you're like parker you don't use record pools do you <laughs> i'm like no dude i thought that's like for like for like outdated djs <laughs>
1: Thanks, Grandpa Bang over here no, Uncle
0: <laughs> That's not what I'm getting at, dude That's not what I'm getting at But I remember going on to BPM Supreme That mm-hmm. same day and my mind was like Blown Like mm-hmm. this is cheating for DJs <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's it's not, but that's what it felt like If you're a DJ and you don't use a record pool Go check out one mm-hmm. um,
1: Yeah, go check out a record pool Especially if you're a DJ <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> Sorry I, I I genuinely thought that was funny Because it, it made my mind just like so anyways yeah. anyways bang we're done talking about me let's hear let's hear the bang story i i remember school at uvu mm-hmm. and potentially a culinary degree mm-hmm. i remember this conversation from twist yeah and a fraternity yeah talk to talk to me about about the journey
1: all right so um <laughs> 2011 i moved out here from missouri That's um Born and raised in missouri i uh I I rushed Kappa Sigma, but at the time, we were a colony in in Utah County at UVU. The chapter doesn't exist anymore. They ran it into the ground. Um, But we were a colony and we wanted to throw these parties, but we, we couldn't afford a DJ, but like even back in Missouri, like whenever we threw house parties or something, I was always the person. Oh, yo, good
0: music. Queuing up, queuing up tracks. Yeah. Like okay. always,
1: I just, I, at that time we had iPods. Yeah. 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 I always yeah. had the iPod, you know, you had thir- your iPod and your phone yeah, and then yeah, your wallet. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Like the 32 gigabyte iPod. Like you used to watch TV on those things. Like no joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but I was always that guy. And then, um, it kind of like led into that, and then I don't remember how exactly it happened, but like I got turned on to dance music. Like I was really this was 2011, so like that like house music was at its peak. Dubstep was like bubbling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was really like all the big room shit, like Alessio and and, yeah. and 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 Deadmau5, and you know actually the first time. <laughs> I played Dead Mount. I called him Dead Five. Like I was that brand new to it. But um I I love that. Yeah. Did man. you did you realize you had made the mistake yeah. when you did that? Yeah, okay. like somebody like corrected me. Like they kinda like threw shade at me and like <laughs> roasted me. But like um, you know, like a lot of DJs nowadays, I started off using I had this, in fact I think I still have it. Um I had this little piece of crap, like Dell computer, nothing. Yeah. With um uh virtual DJ. Yeah. Yeah. And like that was how I got into it. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, like I was doing that. But because like my music, like I think about me is like I'm not your typical DJ. Like, and I don't mean to brag, but I'm gonna talk yeah. my shit for a minute. Yeah. I please. play a lot of different rooms. Yeah. You know, like I'll play you'll catch me at karma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Playing all hip hop shit, but then you'll know, mm-hmm. catch me at downstairs or Sky or mm-hmm. recently Flanker playing more EDM open format stuff, mm-hmm. and that's something that I kind of pride myself on. Like I don't like to stick to one specific genre, mm-hmm. but because I was able to do that, I was able to um, really appease everybody. Like when I was when we were throwing these little house parties and whatnot, these little functions, mm-hmm. you as you may call it, or we'll yeah. call it, yeah, in Utah County. Um, but from there, like one thing just kind of led to another. Like I remember my first job was at Brick Oven and like I saved up my paychecks and I got a controller. It's this little tiny mixed track pro mixed new track mark. Pro. Dude, almost every <laughs> DJ who's been here got a Mixtrack track pro. Yeah. Aside from E Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from me, Rock. <laughs> yeah, you get it. But like that little like it was like two hundred bucks, you know what I'm saying? Yep. X Y Z. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and then I met some homies. Actually, uh Ricky. Yeah, Ricky Barrera, that's my guy. Yeah. Like we used to like we we were. I'm I'm not gonna say like rivals per se, but like we were like he was doing his thing, I was doing my in Utah thing. County, similar yeah, in, age, yeah, in Utah County, because you know yeah. like. But anyways, like, um, then one thing like from there once again it just kind of snowballed. I ended up becoming an RA at Wolverine Crossing.
0: You were an RA, bro. I was the
1: RA, <laughs> bro. Listen, Let's go. listen, we'll talk about that off air. We won't talk about that. But yes, I, this is a true story. I was an RA at Wolverine Crossing. And um, <laughs> shout out Wolverine Crossing one time. But um, I used to DJ all their events and stuff. And that's dope. There was a Wise Guys in there that like under, it was in the bottom of building B. I think there's like a call center or something in there. It's the building closest to the gas station. But they would let me throw parties in there. Really? Yeah. So like for you have to rent it out or anything? No. Like I would just throw parties in there. We just had to get speakers. Five bucks a pop? Yeah. Like we literally quarter of your tuition's paid for one Saturday night, dude. Yeah, but I mean we didn't charge cover. That was the deal. You were just Just throwing throwing parties. Yeah, we were just throwing parties. Dude, I bet that was so fun. Bro, It's, it's freshman sophomore. Yeah. I like, bet that was popping. As a fr- exactly. Yeah. Bro, you talk about crazy. Like yeah. it, it was it was fun. But once uh-huh. again, it taught me a lot. Like we had a bunch of different DJs come through. X Y Z, blah z blah. Like I knew some people who ran sound. So like I didn't really have to because we weren't charging anything. They were just like, yo, just take care of the equipment. And mm-hmm. you know, like I really uh this guy Alan Wilberg, shout out to him. Like really instrumental. Uh Jason Young as well. Like, these guys were really instrumental to me, like, coming up. Because, like, we would do these parties and we would do these events. And then um, they were just kind of like, yo, like, you're the young homie. Like, you can use this. That's that's awesome. You had
0: built that great relationship early on. Exactly. And they were very supportive of what you're
1: doing. Exactly. Gotcha. Like, like that was it. And then, like, it kind of, like, it got to a point to where, like, I had started meeting people within student governments. And... Next thing I know, like, I'm DJing, you know, the green out dance. I, I think that's the welcome back dance at UVU. Like, I'm DJing the Oh, uh, the Emerald out Ball? Dance. I DJed the Emerald yeah, Ball yeah, once or yeah. twice. Um, that was a crazy story behind that one. That's an off-air story, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the next thing I know, like, we're DJing uh the Halloween dance down there, which if you guys have ever been to Huge. the UVU Halloween dance, that's Huge. like 4000 kids and as a
0: college student yourself yeah like being a student at that school that's 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 a really cool position to be in yeah like it
1: it was crazy but like these things like i look back on it as i'm thinking about it now like these things kind of shaped me to be like the dj who i am today because i mean obviously anybody can rock a room full of four thousand people but not anybody can do it does that make sense like if you know what you're doing you like if you have some type of DJ skill, you can do it. But like, there's a certain type of skill, like after you do it for a while of like knowing how to keep energy and knowing how to ebb and flow with it. People don't want to hear house music all night. People don't want to hear dubstep all night. People don't want to hear hip hop all night. I gotcha. Like you, like DJing the bigger parties like that kind of taught me like, all right, this is how you kind of control a room. Like it, taught Mm -hmm. me crowd control you know Mm -hmm. but a lot of that too i need to give credit to like these smaller house parties or like these smaller uvu events that i were like you know like off-campus things that i was doing Mm -hmm. because you know through the fraternity once again like we were able to do these things and then like i was djing all the stuff for uvu but we uh we ended up we got chartered and um it would have been november 2011 we got chartered in November 2011. Hmm. A bunch of guys from uh, the... Uh, uh, they're going to kill me. <laughs> but the, This the, gets back to... Him. Yeah, like the Kappa Sig, the yeah. Kappa Sig house at the U. I was like, yo, this guy's like sick. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And he's a Kappa Sig. So like from there...
0: Ah, is that kind of how you transition from, you know, being busy and growing in Utah County mm-hmm. to... Making it up to Salt Lake, mm-hmm. where it's so, where, where it's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah, okay, so, like,
1: I I see the connection now. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I um I met those guys and they were same thing. They didn't really they didn't have a DJ. But here I come. At this point, I'm a few years in. I got got my speaker plug. Were you still you know in school? I was, I was still in, and I was half I was part time oh, okay. because okay. I was also working too. Gotcha. Um. So, but they didn't have a DJ. You know, mm-hmm. they had um there's just a bunch of guys fighting over an iPod. And like, my boy, Josh Bennett, who, he's a Kappa Sig. I'm actually DJing his wedding in a few weeks. That's dope. But, like, um and I DJed a lot of those guys' weddings. Hmm. But he was like, yo, why don't you bring your stuff up and come play? And I'm like, I mean, you know, like... Frat parties, Woo. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, you know, we don't need to talk about that right here. We can talk about that yeah. off air. So we got chartered in November of twenty twelve. Excuse me, in November of twenty eleven. That's when I moved out here, and from there I met a bunch of the Kappa Sigs, a bunch of them. And once again, they're like, "Oh man, this guy's dope. Why don't you come up and DJ?" So mm-hmm. then I started DJing a bunch of their events, whether it was like any like any party they had, you were there. They they called me any formal event. They called me like there was one formal they had in Park City, and like they covered everything for me. Got me a room, got me dinner. They they better have, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it was cool. It was, of course, like like, it was an experience. Never done anything like that in my life, you know. But it was cool, and like it opened a lot of doors for me. Um, And then do, and then through doing parties for them, next thing I know. On Crimson Night. Yes, you, you know? are.
0: I remember do y'all remember that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then it's like, oh yo, you killed it in, in in the new year. Why don't you come back for Halloween? You know what I'm saying? But all this time, like, Marcus Wing is still killing it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out Marcus Wing one time. I learned yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about like big room DJing from him. Like mm-hmm. that man's mic presence is like he's really good at like getting a crowd hype, you know. Yeah. Um Yeah, actually, one of my first big events. Was a DJ competition I won to DJ when he used to do the paint fights. You won and that. I won, so I tied with this guy named Jordan Nelson. You know I know Jordan. Jord- oh, Jordan's yeah. a homie, bro. Bro, yeah, yeah.
0: That's the guy. Yeah, jo- Jordan is so incredibly intelligent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so sharp.
1: Yeah, he's a doctor. I know he's a dentist now. He, yeah, he Florida. Yeah, he, yeah.
0: He's he's been he's been a big time and yeah, taking a next step. But
1: yeah, yeah Jordan Nelson, bro, and he's yeah. a
0: talented DJ too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great
1: yeah. DJ and um Yeah. Yeah, so that was actually oh, fall of that was fall of 2011 because in 2012 he went on his mission. Aha. Uh-huh. And like we did a few events together. I think wanna say January, we did a few events in January then he went on his mission in February. And he was like, "Yo, I got this mobile business, but when I come back, we're going to work Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bet, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Like, two years is a long time. Yeah,
1: two years is a lot. A lot of shit happens in two yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I hear you. Um, but anyways, but through the Kappa City guys, I got introduced to people at the university. and Like, they liked me. So I started doing events, you know, maybe once or twice a year for the U. Yeah. Splitting it up between myself or like Marcus and-
0: But getting established in the Salt Lake Valley yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a, a di- you know a different market. and Exactly. You had primarily been in Utah
1: County is exactly. what it sounds like. But all this time, I'm still doing my events in Utah County. Oh, m- so, meanwhile. Like, yeah, so okay. I'm doing both. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, so crazy story is I used to, uh, I used to take a train up here. So there, So literally, the year the UTA train opened up, like that's when really like shit like started to take off for me.
0: And you're you're carrying your I mean yeah, your controller. or yeah, like, like tables.
1: Yeah, like and at the time, like when, yeah. before this though. I had like crushes and stuff who would like drive me back and forth. Like it was nice. <laughs> like I'm, like just true story. Yeah, no yeah, true story. No, yeah. I, like I, yeah. I was seeing this girl who um she went to the U but like she was down. Like she was with it. So like she would come down and party. You know what I'm saying? And then either like stay the night or drive back up. But if I ever had a gig up there, she would literally drive down to Utah County, wow. come pick me up. Rain, sleet, or snow. Hmm. You know what I'm that, saying? That's cool though. I I recognize it's many years ago, but that, yeah. that's really cool. Or like some of my yeah. fraternity brothers as well. It's like, hey, yeah. you guys want to come to this party? Just, you know what I'm saying? Give me a ride up there. Yeah, where's, the, gotta u- carry where's the, the Uber at though? <laughs> you know okay. what I'm yeah, this is pre Uber. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get you. So, um, yeah, like that's how all that happened, and then um, I want to say it was later in 2012, I met, I met DJ Del Maggio. Del Maggio, okay, yeah. and um, like so. Before this, though, I should shout this out. I was with this guy, like, do you guys know DJ Drop? I, I that forgot sounds his DJ very familiar, name. yeah. Like I forgot his DJ name now, but like we were this group called the Underdogs. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, what we would do is Del Maggio, like, drop and bang. Well, no, Maggio wasn't in it, but okay, I met okay, Maggio okay. through Drop. Okay. Um, but um, it, it was so crazy. So me and Drop, what we would do is is we would like stay up late listening to U ninety two. And just like with mixes and all this shit, it was crazy. That bro. makes me so happy, bro. Like, that's sick. This is like back, sec-
0: back when Juggy was spinning on air, yeah. Late him at night
1: and like Handsome Hands, Handsome like, Hands. Yeah, like yeah. it was a Saturday night street mix. Dude, that's so and dope. um, we would just stay up, like listening to these mix shows, and like, oh, this is cool. And like Diz was on too. Yeah. Um. Oh, dude, but that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I- I'm
0: just pitching you guys like early college, you know, early yeah. college, and it was like 2011. Just so stoked, like because. I mean, I'm sure there was some form of streaming platforms or mixed platforms out there, but not well known. Exactly, and you know, you're hearing local DJs, very talented, spin live on the radio. On the radio, yes, yeah, like so that. We had that's a radio. sick. That's that's
1: sick. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and at the so Del Maggio, he was kind of like working with the radio station a little bit here and there, and like okay. later in 2012, Drop and I kind of like split. We decided to go like our separate ways um, because he i mean we just kind of just had personal differences as far as like where we wanted to go as a crew or yeah. like as a dj duo i always kind of felt like you know we needed to play more dance music because at the time like david david guetta was like he he had that run where he was putting out like Titanium. Mm-hmm. he had songs with Nicki minaj like mm-hmm. songs are still working uh what's that song Make me come alive, come on and turn me on. Turn me on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn yeah. me on with Nicki Minaj. Yeah. That shit was a slapper. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I was like one of the first open format DJs, at least in Utah County, to play like dubstep and trap in my shit. Like I was playing Skrillex, and people were like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I love that no, like, so much. Like I love dubstep and trap as much as I love like actual trap music. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. hood music, because once again, I grew up. In that back in Missouri, so like, okay. So, sorry, I am have no, to go pause ahead. you. Go ahead.
0: Where does the name Bangarang come from? Because, I if I'm being honest, like yeah. when I started getting introduced to, you know, dance music or going to like parties, mm-hmm. and, you know, as, as very young, mm-hmm. high school, middle school, mm-hmm. um, it was it was Dead Mouse, it was Dada Life, it was Skrillex,
1: yeah, and I remember yep.
0: Bangarang, the song Bangarang, coming yeah. out by Skrillex in yeah. like. 2013 uh, it was maybe 20, it was 2012 2012? It was 2012 2011 yeah and i was curious if there was any correlation i I, no. I i'm pretty sure i i think i knew that yeah but help me understand give give the listeners like uh, an, an understanding of where that came from or where so banger came from
1: hook is one of my favorite movies of all time like
0: peter pan, peter pan hook
1: yeah peter pan hook with robin williams rest in peace Robin Williams wow. is one of my favorite actors actors of all time, mm. and um, oh, so bangerang in it, they're like be bangerang, Peter be bangerang, but like the term bangerang is actually a Jamaican slang term for causing a ruckus, being rowdy, X Y Z, because this is at the fight scene, yeah, when they're like, you know what I'm saying, and he's like, bang-a-ring! Bang-a-ring! Did and, you? that's why, that's where it comes from. And it's like, damn, like I like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's dope. So yeah, that's that's where that came from. Thank you. Sorry, I, I no, you I good. had to jump in. You're good. Please
0: continue. So uh, the kind of creative differences.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creative differences. But like, you know, that's my guy to this day. Like, I, I owe a lot. I mean, I owe a lot to a lot of people because like, you know, he he once again, he introduced me to Del Maggio, mm-hmm. who then like we started kind of working together. But then Del Maggio introduced me to this guy named DJ Jarvisius. And that man taught me so much. Like, Del Maggio taught me shit. Like, I owe a lot to Del Maggio because, you know, he he. He put me on game. I'll never forget. He told me I had this uh, Newmark NS7. And he was like, Mm -hmm. you want to be taken serious as a DJ? You got to get off this controller. You got to learn how to spin vinyl. And there's nothing against controller DJing at all. But like learning how to spin vinyl or learning how to play on CDJs Mm -hmm. can be the single most important thing you can do as a DJ. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why. It's because you have to be multifaceted. You have to be universal. You know what I'm saying you don't want to, like you don't want to show up to like this top nightclub with your controller when yeah. the majority of DJs play on CDJs. Yeah, you know? everyone but you. Everyone but you. Now I know exactly look, what you're talking about, dude. Like, they're yeah. gonna look at you crazy. Yeah. Like once again, not shitting on controllers. I have a controller. Yeah. I use it for my mobile gigs. I'll even take it some to some of my club gigs from time to time. Yeah, you know because it's convenient. Especially mm-hmm. like nobody wants to take a lift with turntables and all this extra gear and shit. It's just a lot. No, that's you know? three, and it's three times the the weight exactly like it's like 100 pounds of gear yeah Yeah, no seriously (laughs) like it's 100 pounds of gear um but he was like hey if you ever want to be taken serious as a dj you need to you know what i'm saying Hmm. like get off this yeah so i was like all right bet so i kind of set up "Go, this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get there and then shout out to uh alan wilberg and jason young they were working a lot together at the time and um i did kind of like a like a work for, like a work for, because Allen had a, he had this old Behringer, like DDM 4000 mixer. I still have it. I, I like, I still use it for parts sometimes. Hmm. Um, But he was like, hey, you can have this. But in change, DJ some events for me. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a work to pay this off thing. And I'm like, all right, bet. F- yeah. So I already got like half the battle out the way. Now I just got to get turntables. Well, I met this guy, DJ Licious. That was his name. DJ Licious. DJ Licious. He's old. I, I mean, he was uh, he was older, but he was playing a bunch of house music. Like he was traveling, doing his thing, X, Y, Z. But he had these old turntables, bro. These old plastic turntables. I still have them. Like because sometimes it's just nice to like look at your things. Like of you know, I used to come from that. I got my I'm first saying?
0: controller like on one of my shelves. As you should, yeah. yeah. As yeah. you should.
1: Yeah. Um. But he was like, "Yo, I got these turntables and some old house records. If you want them, two hundred bucks." So I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah. So I got, here I am. I got these tables. <laughs> w- uh, when
0: did DVS come out? When did digital vinyl? Was that like ooh. 2008, 2010? Like, like
1: Serato itself? Yeah. So, so,
0: no, so Serato, but like time code. The DVS, digital vinyl. So you have controlled vinyl. vinyl. Yeah, time code. Bro, it was
1: like 06, 07. 06, like, okay, like okay. Serato has been around for a really long time. Yeah, like yeah, there are yeah. DJs who i know like there i guess there was another program that competed with serato for a little bit have to research it but um so yeah so i i met him and then i bought at the time you needed a serato box
0: yep you did that external
1: that external and, and it basically for those who don't know what a serato box is a serato box basically takes the serato signal from the record so the record has an actual like sound wave on it that the computer picks up and thinks and thinks it's that song, but mm-hmm. you needed a Serato box. Otherwise, if you mm-hmm. plugged your, your your turntables into the mixer, it would just play this. Beep. Yep. Ah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This so,
0: is flashback right there. Yeah, yeah. bro. Crazy. I'm trying dude. to set it up for the first time. Why is it like ringing? Kind of like <laughs> yeah. what the hell is this? But um, yeah. I forgot because because prior prior to these newer controllers, these newer mixers, mm-hmm. they didn't have that. Built into the hardware, so there was yep. the external throttle mm-hmm, box. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: and at the time, the only yeah. mixer that had built-in that had the built-in interface was the Rain Fifty Seven. Yes, and everybody had a Rain Fifty Seven. It was
0: like the light lighter gray and the black, or yeah. the dark gray and the black.
1: Yeah, and I think I still have one. Yeah. I have an old. I mean, yeah, I have one at my um in my house somewhere, but um, it was like two thousand bucks. And you ain't getting that as a college student, like. <laughs> so I I bought a a a, a Serato box mm-hmm. for like three or four hundred bucks off of um I took some extra money I had off of KSL and like that was like the beginning of that of that journey for me.
0: You're building, yeah,
1: like building. But this is where like guys like Del Maggio and Jarvis come in. Like Jarvis, like honestly, kind of like took me under his wing, and like I met. So l- let me rewind. So I met Del Maggio twenty twelve. And then, you know, I he was coming down doing events for us in Utah County, X, Y, Z. Like he was getting us on his list in Salt Lake City, showing us mad love, right? And then U ninety two had this event. Um, it, it was it was two, yeah, it would have been two thousand thirteen because how long have yeah it was New Year's going into two, going into two thousand thirteen, and they had this event where Bobby Brackens came out a headline. You you remember this? It well, was over at the three? Old Infinity Event Center. Yeah, and like there were a few other artists, and like I um I got I got my shot to open. So That's like dope. all thanks to Del Maggio. Hmm. But then through there, I met this guy named Jarvicious hmm. because like at the Infinity at the Infinity Event Center, th- they had a room next door. So on Thursdays they would do country nights. Yes, right? I remember this. You remember this? Mm-hmm. But then on the other side there was this side, it was called Combustion Thursdays. So we were playing open format shit. Huh. And that's where I met Jarvicious. Huh. And like Jarvicious is just like the smoothest DJ ever. He's so talented. Like He's... really talented. People sleep on this guy, but like really talented DJ. Like, I like man. So like, I, he, like, when I say he took me under his wing, like he really took me under his wing, looked out for me like a major way. So it would have been 2013. It was when... The tracks it was when the UTA train opened up from Utah County that runs between Utah County and Ogden. Mm-hmm. So because we're in college, how the college how UVU worked is you paid 120 bucks for the year for your bus card, mm-hmm. and you it worked for the tracks, it worked for the train, it worked for the buses, it didn't anywhere. matter anywhere. So you could get anywhere you wanted for 100 yeah. bucks for a year. So I'm like done. So I have these turntables. That I'm carrying and my mixer in my in my backpack sticking out, and I'm just like, and I'm on the fucking train with him, getting off on 600 South. Excuse yeah. me, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> over here on 600 West, where yeah. all the homeless people are, and I'm just like fucking right by around. in the venue, right by. In I the remember venue. you're playing there for Which, some time too, with, brother. Yeah, we're, yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, damn. But like, so I'm just like walking by. All right, I'm gonna go hop on the fucking tracks, and then I hopped on the tracks. <laughs> And tracks would take me all the way. I would boop, 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 hop off and walk all the way over to Infinity Event Center, DJ for like two hours, and then have to be back, Bruh. by be back to the train station by like, I don't know, like eleven to catch the eleven twenty train. Back oh, were you to playing Utah. the opening set? Yeah, bro. So you would pl- you would get on the track the tracks, yes.
0: from Utah County all the way to downtown Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. to go play an opening set mm-hmm. and then you immediately pack up and then leave so you can get a ride back home. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. And this was pre-lift Uber everything. Yeah, of, of course. Of course, so but like,
0: like yeah. <laughs> Where where are the homies that let you crash or like did, didn't, or didn't you want to like stick around and, and I wanted
1: to, yeah? but like I'm I'm very stubborn in a sense of like I'm not if I don't need help, I'm not going to ask for it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather, because I feel like sometimes people kind of like throw that shit in your face. You know what I'm saying? Like sub, so sub, like subliminally, like, it, like I feel like sometimes people would do a favor for you and expect that shit back automatically. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's like with me, like if I do a favor for you, I don't expect anything. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I don't just like don't embarrass me. <laughs> like okay. It, you know what I'm saying? Like okay. But yeah. um, what's crazy though? So. It's twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. So I'm doing this every Thursday. I meet this girl called Amanda. And um she just kind of started hanging out, X Y Z, blah, blah, blah. And then uh she she actually would give me a ride home too. Nothing ever happened. She's L D S. You know what I'm saying? Like we were just friends. Like yeah. we were literally yeah. just friends. I'm still a RA at this time too. So like I'm doing a <laughs> lot of shit. Like <laughs> I,
0: I try to imagine how you're balancing being an r the, the the expectations may be different and you talk any i don't know but yeah it's it's just funny you're toggling back and forth between djing here a lot djing there a lot being a college student yeah and being an RA. yeah so anyways amanda yeah,
1: yeah. so you know so she would give me a ride back xyz yeah. and then um this one specific thursday we're driving, like, we we get there, and she's like, she brings this girl on stage. She's like, hey, I want to introduce my friend. He's a DJ, XYZ, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, though. Bye. Hi, nice to meet you, Bye, blah, blah, blah. That's who that girl was. It's my wife. <laughs> I, <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> thank
0: you for going there, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So, 2013, like... So, it was Amanda's friend at an event you were spinning.
1: But, yeah, her and Amanda were, weren't really friends like that. Like, they were just like so my wife used to be like she's in the dancing like not like strip dancing but like b-boy dancing okay like she like, yeah, she, she can yeah, dance yeah um but like we that's how her and I get, got introduced because Amanda was hanging out with the b-boys and b-girls that's dope so like they would come out every Thursday xyz whatever so um I, I mean yeah I definitely slid in her DMs first um <laughs> you didn't but, ask her for a number nah it was, you was connected space on real. MySpace right yeah oh. damn I'm not that old <laughs> I do I had
0: MySpace. I had
1: MySpace, bro. But I mean like no, nah, I had MySpace, yeah. but um nah, this was Facebook. So oh, we um we linked up and like we started hanging out, but then like she would give me a ride every Thursday so now I could hang out the whole night.
0: Dude. And then
1: this was a thing until it eventually combustion Thursdays eventually died. You two you two grew together. Wow. Yeah, we've been like we've been rocking. It'll be like nine years. Damn, nine years in like March.
0: I love to hear that, man. You know what I'm saying? Shit is crazy. Uh, remind me her name. Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I I I don't know. I, I'm we maybe talked talked something of this nature once mm-hmm. over the years, but um, I don't know. I don't know anything about her. But uh, a that's amazing. It's, yeah. it's really cool to hear her as your friend, but also B like um, I'm almost I'm intrigued because I want to I want to know more about Alyssa and what she does because yeah. Uh, what you do as a profession and a career is very unique and very different. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like there's some overlapping passion with, with B-boy and hip hop and dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just think it's very unique. One of the guests we had in last week was telling me about the dynamic with his wife and mm-hmm. being married now for two years and uh, managing that relationship mm-hmm. and also, uh, also keeping the business moving and, and making some really big, really big uh growth um yeah. and, and and being able to do it in a way that man manages and maintains a healthy relationship so yeah. to hear that you know y'all are nine years now and uh yeah. you met at you Not met at an, an event nine years, but yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 no t- together for nine yeah, years yeah, t- together yeah, for nine years that, that's yeah. that's awesome to
1: hear man yeah thank you um, um i mean just on that it's very much uh um i keep my business separate so she didn't come out you know what i'm saying um, and also, hmm. I when we first, like, started, I was just like, hey, just so you know, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And...
0: You made that clear.
1: Like, yeah. Expectations like, it, clear. And that's what I, I would encourage any young DJ who's in a relationship, male or female, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, let your significant other know, this is my passion. Hmm. And if this if you can't deal with it, then... Like mm-hmm. because at at that point, like it's on like you have to be up front, yes, like you have to, like you like I cannot stress that enough. It's like where a lot of people uh, like there's always going to be females in the club, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and if you're a female dj, there's always going to be males in the club, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like there's always going to be that in the in the mm-hmm. club, so it's just like just setting that expectation just like just so you know, mm-hmm. this stuff is always it's going to be a constant so mm-hmm. just you know mm-hmm. and set that expectation and it's cool mm-hmm. and I, I dude that's
0: probably one of like the biggest like golden nuggets i've gotten in in the podcast uh bang i don't know how much you you've listened but uh in these in these episodes like mm-hmm. yes i want to provide some entertainment value i want to mm-hmm. share a little bit of my story and i mm-hmm. i really want to dive deep into my friends stories like yours mm-hmm. um but i i also want to provide some form of uh, educational value for beginner DJs, intermediate DJs, Mm -hmm. people in the entertainment industry, Mm -hmm. or even just entrepreneurship as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is, that is gold. Um, Yeah. Uh, And I'm, I'm like, I'm taking it as advice myself. I'm not in that position, (laughs) but I'm taking the advice myself. Um, bang uh we maybe have like five seven minutes left oh shit Um,
1: and we're only in 2014 (laughs) yeah i know i know i know um so no
0: you're you're fine i didn't i didn't preface as much as i could have but we're aiming to have episodes about 25 30 minutes okay um uh if you could bang so obviously we're 2014 there's still a lot a lot of ground to cover yeah um now on turntables yeah, um, and starting to play some opening sets. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could tell me, you know, in, in a in a few minutes minute or two, like uh, how the rest of the story kind of pans out and that, yeah. that growth within the radio and then even transitioning to producing now and sure. kind of where we're at right now.
1: Yeah, so short story, Matt Jarvis is he was working in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a promotions assistant. And then he got promoted to promotions director, and he's like, "Hey, I need a promotions assistant." At the time, I'm still living in Utah County. I'm not doing school. That actually, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I won't bullshit you. I got academic probation. <laughs> Dude, I got that my first year, bro. Because like, <laughs> of the... yeah.
0: Well, like, I could name it. Tell it. I could blame it on a lot of yeah, things, but I got yeah, the same thing too, yeah, bro. I, academic
1: <laughs> probation. Whatever. <laughs> took, took like two semesters off. Ended up at Slick, so I was already driving up this way. Um. <laughs> So then, me and Wifey, we moved up. We moved up to uh, uh, South Salt Lake, Mill Creek area. And then I took a full-time job as a promotions assistant. From there, I met E-Rock-alypse, and E-Rock-alypse, And I told him, like, hey, man, like, I don't know if you're looking for DJs, but if you are, like, I, you know, like, I would love to come out and mix remotes. So, um, he got me on remotes. I did a remote like, a month after asking him and stuff like that. And, like, everything just kind of snowballed. Um, I was doing remotes, remotes, remotes. And then there was an opportunity where one of the DJs couldn't record their mix. So they like, hey, Bang, do you want to mix this weekend? And I'm like, and the mix was due in like an hour. I'm, excuse me, like two hours. How stoked were you? Bro. I was, it was nerve wracking as shit. Of course, of course. Here's the thing. I was at Crimson Knights. So I recorded Did the record mix You record your at Crimson Knights, oh, bro. Go, like dude. before. So I got there like seven o'clock and like I texted Marcus ahead of time, like, hey man, can I at least get like a monitor set up just so I can record my mix XYZ? He's like, Yeah, no problem. Got you. So like So so I'm understanding, right? You're set at Crimson Night. No, no, no. This was before the night even started.
0: Oh, okay, so right before your set, you yeah, recorded that recorded mix that, that went mix, on air.
1: That went that went on air like nine. O'clock and you sent it, night. To yeah, so it to him. Yeah, that's so sick.
0: You didn't even get to listen to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be the <laughs> that first crazy. thing I want to do. I'd tell all my friends and family, yeah.
1: like, "Yo, tune in to U ninety two. Yeah, it's popping off at nine p.m. Yeah, and then like a few <laughs> weeks later, like something similar happened where like I, um, we're, the DJ couldn't do it, so yeah. um, I started DJing on the nine o'clock block party. Yeah, so I was DJing. Thursdays and Friday nights mm. um but in that time like and then once again, it just kind of snowballed like one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. we had some changes, I started actually voice tracking or doing I had a night show on mix one oh five one before I was so I had a night show on mix one oh five one and then I was still mixing on u ninety two um and then the the Damn. mix stuff kind of like fizzled out, and then like we had like management change over on the u ninety two side mm-hmm. and then they put me. On overnights, and then from overnights on U92, because I was just tracking and getting my like experience oh, yeah, reps get, in, yeah, yeah, just yeah. getting my reps in, which is super important. Like, mm-hmm. um, so then they're like, All right, Ben, why don't you do nights? So then I started off doing nights on U92 on top of DJing, but like during this time, like, I got I had also, I don't remember exactly, oh, the in the venue, how I, how I got into in the venue. So I was DJing, it might have been a Sigma Chi party. Cause they used to rent out in the venue every year for a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a sixes, or was it Sigma New? Either way, sixes, yeah. So I got you. the manager was there. He's like, yo, you're fucking dope. Can I have you on Fridays? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So um in the venue, it, if you didn't know, like their oh. Friday night, it was an 18 plus LGBTQ night. Yes. Which was like so out of my wheelhouse, <laughs> but it taught me record pools. Dude. <laughs> record you're, pools,
0: dude. You're you're bringing up a deep memory. So <laughs> sorry, I have to share this with you. You're good. It was my first year at the U. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm living on campus, mm-hmm. and I, you know I got my RA too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had made all my friends in my dorm. And I remember, yo, yo like one of my one of my homies is spinning at, in the venue. He's a really good DJ. I'm like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So I got some of my roommates. Yeah, and we went or roommates, people in my wing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And um, we go there, and uh, we didn't realize it was LGBTQ night, but then we also (laughs) saw our RA just, like, going so hard, like, dancing in the cage and whatnot. Like, it was amazing. (laughs) We were not expecting any of this, but it turned out to be, like, a super fun night. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that, and you were there regularly.
1: Yeah, every Friday. And, like, that set taught me a lot, because that was a 9 p.m. set to 2 a.m., 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's a very long that's set. Yeah. Five hours of DJ. Yeah. Not repeating shit. No, no. <laughs> so no. like that's a level of DJing. But once again, yeah. it taught me like because of that situation, like my library is deep. Because yeah. like any DJ, the if there's a few things I can leave y'all with, I know I'm, i talk a lot. Like, we could go for no, like yeah, two I appreciate more it. hours. it, appreciate it. But, like, always be ready. You know what i i saying? If you're set, it's two hours be prepared to play the whole night. You should, in fact, you should always be prepared to play the whole night. Hmm. And the reason why is because technology, as much as we rely on it, that shit can be inconsistent. You know, like there have been nights where like, I've uh I I've had to play Sky past my opening set, which was like 1130. So, how I got into Sky was, I met some people. Like, I, I met this guy named uh, Ian. Ian Hiscock. It's my bro, like that's my boy. Like, That's my guy. Like we go back. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was rocking with this dude Asher, which Everett's. He lives in Portland now. But me and Asher met in Utah County. We, in fact, we met January of 2012. When, um, when what's his face left? When Jordan left, he had just got back from his mission. Yeah, but like he, Asher was telling me, I used to DJ in Colorado, Idaho, all this other stuff. Da 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 da. I like Asher. He used to make the weirdest. In music though, <laughs> like the weirdest, like dubstep. He'll tell you. He'll produce. tell you. Yeah, produce. Okay, okay, but he makes like house music now, and his stuff is dope. I'll show you okay. guys afterwards. All right. But um, I met him through Ian. So and then Ian like worked. He was working over at Sky, and like their Saturday nights are open format, and like they needed an open format DJ. Like they they just needed openers because they were bringing national guys, out of towners. So I got my opportunity, killed it. Um, but mm. what really helped me out was that a I I knew all my equipment which is once again an, another thing I would tell any younger DJ what really helped for, me and like for any younger DJ know everything about the industry you're in so if you're a DJ know know everything about every piece of equipment and the reason why is because you need to be able to troubleshoot problems on the fly. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 an out of towner is coming into your club, you need to be able to assist them with their transition. Like back then, we didn't have like S nines and stuff. So like to transition, you'd have to have a third CDJ, put a cue a song up on that, switch out the laptops, switch the 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 Serato didn't have bots. the A or the B, yeah. Or, yeah. You didn't have that shit. Yeah, yeah. So like, you really had to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. So like, even mm-hmm. though we have technology now if you're a younger dj do your research on how to do it like a proper transition because even to this day like in fact not too long ago we had to plug in a serato box and like i almost kind of forgot It's like a backup <laughs> yeah like yeah. just as a backup to get the other dj going huh. um but i i i started opening there and like it went from like once a month you know well once every other month to once a month to twice oh. a month to all of a sudden bang is here every saturday because I was just like that consistent. Like when you're talking sex. Sky, correct? Yeah, I'm talking
0: Sky now, dude. I remember, like, I remember you know seeing seeing the first couple flyers with you being the headliner. I'm like, yo, that's so dope. Like, and that was that was crazy. That's, that's my man. Thank like, you, man. I, I'm I'm serious. Thank you. Despite you know our paths not crossing as much yeah. as as like it normally could have or it could yeah. have, um, like it's it's dope to see your friends grow. Thank and, you, and 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 like. You know, you're now consistently doing stuff out of the state. Thank you, uh, and probably not sleeping very much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, espresso. <laughs> yeah, so i um, got the 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 expresso. Yeah, the expresso But oh, um, sorry.
0: No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. But your like,
1: thought. DJing at Sky mm-hmm. taught me so much, and the reason why is because in Salt Lake City. Our nightlife isn't what it is. Like it isn't what other isn't a Vegas, isn't a San Diego, isn't a LA, you know what I'm saying? Isn't a Chicago, it's not a New York. Mm-hmm. But these guys, but these 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 national guys, they play these rooms. So when they come, they bring that type of energy. Right? Mm-hmm. So imagine being able to watch guys and girls for two years, three years, actually, yeah. Three three to four years. You know what I'm saying? Every Saturday, watch them how they DJ. You know what I'm saying? That's homework. Child, that's homework. But not a lot of people want to do that shit. People, like, I've noticed this, especially with a lot of the younger cats. Like, it's all, oh, I got a headline. Here. That's great. The
0: next better opportunity.
1: Right. And yeah. it's like, that's great. But, like, my advice to any, another gym, like, was, I don't know if it's a gym, but, like, if you have the opportunity to, like, meet an OG DJ and, like, they're willing to, like, show you things and, like, mm-hmm. put you on game. Like, my guy, DJ Karma, like, that's my big bro. From Vegas, I've learned so much from that man about DJing, just mm. about life, the industry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how to hold a room as another guy, DJ Fashion, out of LA. But he started in radio in, in Arizona, moved to LA. You know what mm. I'm saying? Been doing like fashion rocked with DJ AM. Mm. Like, there's photos of him and DJ AM like rocking parties together. Steve Aoki, a lot of people don't know this. Steve Aoki used to be an open format DJ, Steve Aoki used to play punk pump, pump music like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. people don't know that but like these are the like these are like the pedigree of like these national guys yeah you know yeah 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 Um, i'm following but like like there was one night in specific like like in specific i watched fashion like the, the dance floor was just like blah but i watched this man pick this pick this room up and, like, That's take it from, like, it might have been, like, a hundred people in there. Which, a hundred people in the club is, like, all right, bet. It's a lot of people. But, like, at Sky, because it's so big. Yeah, you can fit a thousand. Exactly. Selling like, it out. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, um, I watched him pick that up. But, like, it's little things like that. I, Karma did the same thing a few times. You know what
0: i What I'm saying? Yeah. What was the song choice, the timing, how and when did he he they choose to interject on the mic like what techniques and strategies did they use to pick that up from like a like a four or five to bring it all the way up to a 10 i mean and make the most of it honestly just like
1: playing high energy shit and just interacting with the crowd hey we're
0: gonna have some fun tonight blah 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 blah
1: blah." because like all right but that's
0: what you were learning by staying after and and exactly um and learning from these these other DJs, whether they're local or they're touring from out of state.
1: Exactly. Gotcha. So you mix that. And then gotcha. on top of that, like with my experience of DJing UVU and the U, and I even used to DJ some stuff for Snow College. Yeah, Snow, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. I love Snow College. Oh, hmm. I love Snow College. Hmm. But <laughs> always down to have some fun. Always- <laughs> I've only been out there once, but. Bro, Snow yeah. College is a turn up. Yeah. Um, but like, I had already kind of, like, had the ingredients because these are big rooms. Ingredients. Big energy. Bro. You know what I'm saying? like, I I like had, Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I look at DJing, like, we're all chefs. We all have the same ingredients. We all have access to the same ingredients, but how you cook it is different. What are you bring into the pot. Exactly. Like, how yeah. we cook it is yeah. different, you know? Yeah. So, like, I I, already, I was already kind of halfway there, but then, like, watching how these guys put their shit together was like, huh. I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, like, it's intimidating. Like, oh, oh. I will tell you what, like, headlining headlining a nightclub is so damn intimidating. Like, <laughs> that first time you do it, it's like, uh, what the f*** do I do? Because you're just up there, and people are, like, low-key, like, looking at you. Are you gonna f***ing do this?
0: Do <laughs> you remember the, the XSI parties that yeah. Marcus Wynn used to throw? Yeah. So, I remember he messaged me on Facebook. This is the year, the first year I got into DJing. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, will you play an open set for me?" And I just lost it. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. I practiced. I wrote down on a piece of paper, like the order of the songs and like when I should transition to mm-hmm. because I was so nervous mm-hmm. and I wanted to do as good of a job as I was capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, that was many years ago, but yeah. I've had a few opportunities like open and whatnot in clubs and have played in a few like head you know headlining not clubs maybe bar or whatever. Yeah. But it is intimidating and yeah. and like. Um, I think being able to navigate those those nerves in in a way that gets you psyched to absolutely crush your set yeah. and connect with the crowd yeah. uh, is is what sets those DJs apart. Right. Now, I'm not I'm by no means great at. I'll tell you that right now. Like I still very nervous not, get yet. Nurse, not, not yet. yet. We're we're building. We're manifesting I'm done now. with school and it's full time. Okay, so, good. You want to yeah. play as guys sometime? I would I'm there. I I literally All have good. a a I'll I'll text you a picture when I get home. Okay. I I have a th- uh, goal that I wrote on my mirror or on my wall like two years ago. Headline this guy. Okay. I played I played two opening sets. Okay. And uh, E Rock and Dirty Dave got me in there. Yeah. Um. But uh, any anyways, nah. I, I'm getting sidetracked. Um nah, you're good, fam. Bang. So he, here here's the deal. Okay. Um, I think there's so much more we can talk about. Yeah. Are you are you game to do like a part two? Yeah, bro. Like I mean, soo- sooner than later too. I'm
1: down. Like I don't know what your schedule is. We could like cut part two tonight. I don't care. I, I just want to be mindful of missing oh, yeah, here. I'm sorry. Brother. I'm like volunteering no. your time.
0: Be like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> good good. What what are your thoughts, Nicholas? Uh, it's oh my god! It's almost nine. Um, probably another
1: night. Probably another night. Yeah, I'm good either way. Two. Like I'm. Whatever works with your schedule, man. I'm. I can like I could talk for like two more hours so do you want to come back in another time let's do it okay cuz i i
0: let's okay. do it yeah let's okay. do it okay yeah. yeah so it's like and i you know i'm i'm trying to like of course navigate the conversation for the podcast but like straight up i genuinely think there's a, a ton more we can talk about cuz i have i have questions <laughs> i have questions like specific things i wanted to get go but this whole time you know walking through through the journey like there's a lot of value and like Mm. even even like enjoyable entertainment components to it too but um bang let's do another episode definitely um i want to hear more about the growth uh and expansion in the clubs um and uh spinning on air yeah traveling to dj i think there's that's that's almost a whole episode itself yeah and then of course producing because that's where you spend a lot of time yeah um let's do it does that sound like a plan yeah Okay.
1: Yeah. Just let me know. I appreciate y'all for having me. It, for real. If
0: you could leave the people with one other thought or or so, or piece of advice, say to a beginning DJ or um, to a beginning so, someone who's wanting to get in the clubs or someone who's toying around the idea of producing, um, what would you leave them?
1: Leave them with timing. Timing. Instagram. Well, just not even Instagram. Social media has a way of thinking that everything happens right now. When I tell you it doesn't, mm. it does not. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, people will buy fake likes, fake followers, and for some people it may work, you know? But, like, the biggest thing I would say is take the time to learn every single thing you can. Because mm. when, you're, when you are called, that may be your last opportunity, you know? Like, there are so many DJs. Like, there are certain DJs who I know, like, you know, like, they've, done like the fake route xyz and like they've had their they've had their opportunities but it's come and gone because like well you look like you like you look the part but your skills don't act like that you know what i'm saying like take the time to learn how to do things like i've only been like producing seriously since like I, i think i first got ableton intro in like 2019 or something like that actually no it was 2018 Mm -hmm. and like kind of toying around with it but then like pandemic really picked that up for me Mm -hmm. but like taking the time like all I did all I did in pandemic was like watch tutorials and like ask friends for things but like
0: you're doing doing homework
1: exactly like do your homework take the time like build your playlist you know like don't and don't compare yourself to other people because you're going to drive yourself crazy and like Mm. I used to do this a lot but like you cannot do that Mm. like Take the time to learn. And if you're a good person, your opportunity will come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you just got to, once again, put in the work and be ready. You know, like, that's what, I mean, and we'll talk about this on the next episode. But, Mm -hmm. like, you know, for me, like, I feel like I've gotten the opportunities to travel or the opportunities to do different things. It's because, like, I sat down and, like, actually studied my OGs. A lot of people don't realize, like, don't know this. But, like, bro, I'll go to Vegas not tell anybody, not post anything and just go for like a day because you get, and just watch DJs and take notes and see how they do things. Take the time, especially if you have the opportunity, you know, like, mm. and sometimes I'll reach out to my homies like, hey, I'm in town. Can I come kick it with you? Like, not even on some like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, but just really like, take the time and, tr- I mean, it sounds real corny, but trust your process. Trust mm-hmm. the process. But like, really like, understand that like, things will happen and, once again, if you're a good person, you it, it will happen. I promise you. I promise you and like don't let people people will talk down or like people will try to like there are people who when I first got on Blackout Artists, there are people who talk down on that accomplishment. They were like, "Oh, well it doesn't matter. You're at the bottom of the totem pole." Like Blackout Artists is agency. that books DJs, you know what I'm saying? And it's like Sure, I might be on the I might be on the totem pole at the bottom of the totem pole, but there's more value than being in the club than not being in the club at all. You understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like what 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 they say? How are you going to hear from outside of the club? You can't even get in. Like Jeez. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's trust your timing and like understand that like there's something you can pull from every single situation. Mm-hmm. And that in every single of aspect of life, or well, in life, but also in this industry, like, mm-hmm. and also understand that like not everybody's going to be the next Tiesto yeah. or the next DJ Vice. It's yeah. like finding finding mm-hmm. where you fit in. Like I've been blessed enough to have opportunities to be able to travel and do everything, but I also know I'm not going to be able to do this shit forever. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like dipping into producing. So it's just like really kind of like. Take your time, but also be open to ideas and shit, too. Like, always be willing to grow. And mm-hmm. if you if you can do that, like, hmm. sky's the limit. Hmm.
0: I think specific to the industry, very, very applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, there are multiple golden nuggets within that that I think are very applicable outside of the entertainment industry and, and mm-hmm. DJing. Um I'm stoked for the next episode. Yeah, I am right. kind of bummed we got to do we got to <laughs> we, we got to do it another day, <laughs> but uh I should have done a better job like coordinating. I did I I love like how much how deep we're getting into it, but yeah. we can continue this on another day. So Yeah, for sure. Uh Bang, uh where can we get your where where can we where can we listen to you? Where uh where can we follow you? Uh um,
1: Instagram, wh- Twitter, Bangarang the DJ, com.
0: Bangarang the DJ, yeah. Um Nick North, thank you for your patience. For real, sorry, bro. Uh, listeners, viewers, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, <laughs> on, viewers thank weird. you for hanging tight. Uh, this has been a, a, a really cool episode for me and uh, for all the DJs, uh, whether you're in Utah or outside, I'm I'm sure you've been uh, enjoying this as much as I have as well. So uh, we'll get part two uh, down the road in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get scheduled, but uh, we'll, Be on the lookout for Part 2 with Bangarang, um, Behind Energy Podcast. That's it. That's a wrap. Peace. Peace.